Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, alongside Tom Schreier. It's about 4.45 on a Sunday Central Time, and the Vikings are now 10-3. and three. Uh, They couldn't manage another escape act after doing it week in, week out for what felt like a year. Um, <laughs> it, it didn't work this time, falling 34-23 to 23 to the Detroit Lions. You were right, Tom, about a week ago when we said which game on the schedule scares you the most. You said yeah. the Lions game. It was the Lions game. The Vikings are 10-3. and three. They did not clinch the North. But just another game where all the things that finally that were working for the Vikings, it felt like finally caught up to them. We were, we've yeah. been saying it for a long time. Um, they can't keep winning like this. They tried to and it didn't work. Yeah, I think if this had been actually a worse loss, meaning by more points, I would have said, well, this is a team that bounced back from Dallas, beat New England, beat the the Jets, which was a more challenging game than it looked like at the beginning of the year. And this is a team that kind of, you know, let go of the rope or, or showed some signs of exhaustion. That's actually not what I see here. I think if you take the Lions out and you forget where this game was played and against whom, and you said you were on the road against a team that was favored by two and a half. So essentially kind of they get the, you know, they're playing at home basically is what Vegas is saying. Right. Uh, <clears throat> it would explain a lot more things. We'll get into the decision-making. I think this, the Vikings were overzealous. Like they were over correcting for a team. I know the Lions have won what coming into this game, five of six, or they've won five of six. Now, mm-hmm. um, if you watch the Buffalo game, they could have won that one. Dan Campbell kind of beat himself. On that one. <laughs> um, and so we talk about how the red hot and how different this, different this Lions team was than the team that the Vikings faced in week three. By the way, let's be clear. The Vikings nearly lost that game at home right. against the Lions, right? So um, I think, you know, the Lions are on their way up. I think the best thing Dan Campbell can do and probably what he's achieving this year is that you can't just go ask the Lions, right? Uh, it's a track, trap game. This game sucks. The the players, you know, if they win, it's just because someone overlooked them. Uh they have offensive weapons. I, I mean, we'll get into the mistakes Donatello and the defense made, but like they have guys who can beat you. And, and certainly one of them who uh, Vikings fans are very familiar with because they could have drafted him. <laughs> but, but um, you know, they have some offensive weapons. I thought the defense kind of clamped down when they had to. Um, some creative play calling too. the fact that they sent Sewell in motion once, sent him again, and then used him in a, in a critical moment. You know, mm-hmm. like I just, I think what's going to happen 
is that I think the Lions are taking Chicago's spot, right? Like Chicago might just be the Lions for a little bit, just the bad team where it's like, don't screw up that game. And the Lions might be the one it's like, you probably should beat them, but they can't beat you. And, and I think that's an achievement because it's really hard to drag yourself out of the basement. So I guess in some ways give the Lions credit for this one. Yeah. Like you were kind of, I think alluding to, like if you just took away the record, the lion, like the one in six start and the fact that it's the Detroit lions, Mm -hmm. What we saw this week was a Vikings team losing to what is a pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. Like the one and six start for the Lions, it would suggest they're not that good. Uh, but the past five weeks and now six weeks, they have been on one of the hotter teams in the league, a dynamic offense, pretty bad defense that just gets gashed for yards, but they have an offense that makes up for it, which is why I think like the Vikings have basically tried to win like the lions have been winning over the past month or so, but the, the defense kind of rubbed me the wrong way today, Tom. Mm-hmm. I know we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into decision-making from O'Connell getting a little too cute at times. And, and, and you know, my yeah, opinion, yeah. especially in the first half, but like the, the Vikings allowed the, the lions to gain 464 yards, total offense. That's now five straight games, yeah. allowing opposing teams to go over 400 yards of total offense franchise record and, and not a good one. So <laughs> like they can't keep doing this and expecting to be taken seriously in the NFC. There's a reason that a lot of people think this Vikings team is, it, are fraud. Uh, I think that they deserve some credit for winning in these close yeah. games, but this defense is not going to cut it. If the Vikings want to be taken seriously in the NFC. Yeah. I, the way I thought of, about the Vikings, I don't know if I think about it any different is that it seems like when they get smacked, they get smacked, right? You, you go to Philadelphia, you think about the the Dallas game. Uh, this one, I'm doing a little math in my head, but yeah, basically get smacked in this one, right? They haven't, yeah. they still win when it's within one score, I guess. But I think, you know, I think of like that, that stat, like obviously Buffalo put up points on them. The Dallas one was just a catastrophe. Um, but New England and, and uh, you know, the Jets ran out backup quarterbacks. I know Mac Jones sold jerseys and like at one point people were kind of high on him, but he really had been struggling this year and it seemed like he kind of figured it out. And the evidence after that game too would tell you it's not like Mac Jones just got a whole bunch better, kind of figured it out. Mm -hmm. Mike White is who he is. I think he's a reliable backup. I think there's some value in the league. That is not, you know, Mike White shouldn't put up the numbers he did against uh, a good defense. And then, you know, it kind of manifested here where Jared Goff said he was playing his best football coming into this game. He's playing well. It's very funny how the broadcast always likes to lean into it like a little bit too much. Like, give the guy credit. I think he's an accurate thrower. I think he, you know, like there's from a physical standpoint, I think he has it. I will never forget hard knocks. I think it was the year he was drafted when he was on the Rams. They're in a blimp above California. He thinks that he's looking at the sun setting in the east. And I was like, I don't think this dude's like the smartest man <laughs> in the National Football League. Um, but I think he's uh, he is also eminently likable. But like he played well in this. I think he's a product of, of the guys around him, not the just Charks and, uh, you know, St. Brown. And obviously, James Williams looks good here. And, and but like Reynolds, right? A guy he had chemistry with who he relied on in some mm-hmm. big moments. So, um, I think it's more like he's a, a okay quarterback, a good quarterback, maybe with um, with a lot around him. And I think that's actually hyper dangerous against this Vikings team. Luke Braun ran a piece on our website on zone coverage saying like the Vikings defense is broken. Is it the players or the coach? He essentially goes, look, it's actually both. I don't know if that's any more comforting to anyone, <laughs> but I think this is both like Donatel plays it pretty safe and tries to take away things over the top. 
and then one thing goes wrong, right? And it could be the uh, Watkins touchdown against the Eagles. It could be nearly every play against Dallas. Uh, it could be critical juncture plays New England on uh, the Jets. Or in this one, it's just like Metellus. Like once you remove the Harrison Smith piece, who, by the way, I've never seen someone more upset and had to be playing in a football game. He was like sulking in a sweatshirt the whole game. <laughs> and Josh Metellus, who's essentially a special teamer, they just picked on him, right? And they ran really creative shot plays to beat him. And I think um that's the problem with the donatello thing is like one once one thing collapses it just seems like the bubble kind of bursts and teams are seeing this now and and it's gonna be no secret the rest of the schedule for sure and it's a good point like ed donatello is gonna get a lot of the blame and he deserves to get a lot of the blame but the defense as a whole secondary i'm you know in particular not very talented Mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson's having a resurgent year. Cam Danzler makes pop plays, but also yeah, yeah. then simultaneously gets beat over the top with pretty relative ease. Yep. And then you're playing like Duke Shelley at your nickname. <laughs> yeah. And Cam Bynum is, like you said, playing alongside Josh Metellus today because Harrison Smith is out. Yeah, And you saw the lack of talent, I think, is a kind of a reason that, that Ed Donatel calls the scheme the way he does. It's keep things in front. Let's not get beat over the top. Mm-hmm. Granted, they got beat over the top twice today while trying to keep things in front of them. <laughs> yep, yep. But I, I understand like how that wears on Vikings fans because yeah, yeah. the Lions didn't punt in the second half. Yeah. They had touchdown drives of 12 plays and 10 plays. Field goal drives of 12 plays and then you know seven plays and down the stretch when they were just trying to basically waste the clock. And it would seem like any third down, they just, if you just give Jared Goff a pocket, something's going to come open over the middle because the Vikings are trying to keep everything in front of them. Yeah. And, and, and it continued to come open over the middle. And Jared Goff just continued to move the ball with these. I, I think that you, you referenced it um, the third down conversion to Penny Sewell, mm-hmm. awesome play design, awesome play call in that moment. Um, it's one of those that if it works, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. And if Penny Sewell drops the ball, you're like, He's this an guy's an lineman. idiot. Why <laughs> yeah. are you throwing to an offensive lineman? Yeah. It worked. And and I think it was such a fitting way for this game to basically end. Because that 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 mm-hmm. catch puts the game on ice. The Vikings can't get the ball back down eight. Um, Detroit ends up kicking a field goal. But, like, it, it is a great play call in a vacuum and also a perfect way for this game to end. The Vikings cannot get a stop, cannot get off the field. And in the biggest, most pivotal moment of the game, they let a six foot seven, six foot five, 335 pound lineman catch the ball to kind of put the game away. Yeah. Yeah. Poetic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I think I think to the point of like who's on that defense also like Shannon Sullivan hasn't been yeah. very good you know like yeah. I Dancer frustrates me because Dancer like Dancer is actually a great tackler and will just like blow up a play occasionally yes. and then play. there's and there's other by the way I think he should have had help on the one that he got beat and again I think Metellus bought on the play action I'm I'm trying to recall like in real time but mm-hmm. um but I think but that's the thing like Dancer will just get fooled and you know I think they did a good job on the broadcast saying Patrick Peterson's good. 
Amon Ross St. Brown is just faster than him. Like he's yeah. just quicker than him. And that's the difference between a young and upcoming uh, receiver and a guy on the tail end of his career. So like, I think the, uh, this is where like, again, like we have to be clear, like that's the other element, you know, I was talking about how like take away Detroit and, and when, you know, you're going into a place where the other team's favored, you're also going in without your center, without Darisaw still without Harrison, Smith. you know what I mean? And like, and like this yes. is compounding, especially on the defense compounding on top of you, you're running it, which I love Duke Shelley, like a dude that small to like last in the NFL is crazy, but like he is like five, nine, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. like, I think they, I think Donatel was saying like, look, it's changing the shape of our defense because I'm, I keep giving help to the, uh, to these corners as we dig into the depth. And it's just like dancer going in, doesn't make up for Harrison Smith going out. You know what right. I mean? Harrison Smith is bailing those guys out. Cause he can play really close to the receivers. He's just kind of smart and savvy enough. I actually like Cam Bynum. I think he's a player that it's really evident he was a corner in college. Mm-hmm. They converted him last year. And so it's like he goes from corner to Zimmer scheme to whole new like Donatello scheme. I don't think that matters if you're Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, even like Daniel Hunter. Mm-hmm. I think it does matter if you're a guy who's literally learning the technique of a safety. Um, and, you know, it's just like Bynum. Cause it actually looked on one of the plays, one of the, like where Metellus clearly screwed up. It actually looked like Bynum at first. And it's like Bynum's going to get blamed for stuff. That's probably not his fault. Cause he's trying to like bail out a corner who's overwhelmed mm-hmm. and the other safety screwed up. So, you know, I don't know this. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit where like everything kind of goes haywire. Um, having said that, it's like, you have to look at it in the context of like the Jets shouldn't be run, running gash plays against you. The uh, Patriots shouldn't yeah. also go back to the old Detroit, the first Detroit game they kept on going over the middle on third down. Like, if you remember that, it was always crossing mm-hmm, routes, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that is just, it's not just simply that there's there's uh, injuries and stuff. It's not simply the players. That's the Donatello side that I think he's running this complicated defense where like sometimes they're in zone on one side and, and man on the other. <clears throat> That's a brilliant idea in the abstract. I think it's really confusing if you're like Duke Shelley. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yes. And so like, so let alone like dancer who's learning something new or whatever, buying them, you go back to these kind of old regime guys. So I don't know. I mean, I think one of the things the Vikings are going to have to think here, you know, and we don't know how this season will end. And actually like, there's some concerns even going into easier games on the stretch here because of how they lost. But a big question will be, do you stick with the Donatello scheme? Cause you already converted it over and get him the guys. And again, that's a question about Quasi that we don't know. How does he draft, right? But mm-hmm. um, or is it you just bring someone else in who kind of can deal with the personnel they have? And this is this is kind of the tough thing about having a regime change at the end of a defensive coach's regime, where essentially that seventeen squad will flush out at some point, right? Those guys are all gone, and yes. they're gonna have to think of what to do next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a it's still a concerning thing, and like like you said, like losing Harrison Smith for the game. And adding Cam by or Cam Danzler back in, yeah, not an even trade. And I think the Vikings defensively are probably going to try and explain this game away, like, oh, we were without Harrison Smith, mm-hmm. um, and and I would expect that to be kind of what they kind of fall back on. But as you mentioned, Harrison Smith did play against the Patriots. He did play against the Jets, mm-hmm. and this has been a recurring theme: gash plays, um, just kind of over the middle, wide open you know, crossers running. Even you look back at the Jets game last week, Cam Bynum makes the pick as time expires, but those crossing routes, those in-breaking routes work mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. you know, as Mike White moved up and down the field. Worked again today. 
Um, so defense deserves a lot of the blame in this 34 to 23 loss, but not all of it. We, when we come back, we'll talk about some decision makings. I, I don't know. Like Kevin O'Connell has been great this year. Um, I, you can't really judge him off of one game, but I will say, I think today was the first time in my mind besides like the Eagles game against a really good team and the 37 point mm-hmm. blowout, which I think is kind of a wash where I, I do think he got out coached. Um, we'll yeah. talk more about that when we get back.